No mai ki te wiki o te reo Māori. Welcome to the show. It is te wiki o te reo Māori or Māori Language Week. Very exciting. Got a lot to kick off. Yeah, uh, as always, te wiki o te reo Māori's theme is kia kaha, te reo Māori. Um, keep the Māori language strong. Utilise it. Use it throughout your day to day. We should be doing this more for than just a week each year, but... It's a great opportunity, I think, for people to really knuckle down and take some phrases in, pick up some keywords and things like that. It's real easy. Yeah, we, like, just try, just try and, like, I call it seasoning. Oh, yeah, a bit seasoning. of seasoning. Yeah, but a bit of seasoning in your language, you know, spice it up a little bit, right? Um, one of my favorite ones is uh, Moriora. Yeah, Moriora. Which is, like, a great, it can be, like, a, it can be a greeting, it can be a farewell, it's I don't really know how to translate it I suppose directly but it's like saying like um take care of your well-being or like like be well I suppose you could say um loosely very loose translation there but that's how you'd use it like you can either be like you bump into someone you go oh hey daughter how are you or you can be like all right we'll see you later hey order so that's the easy one to throw on even if you easy. only know like one random word chuck it in i use waka a lot so for example if i uh, disagree with someone's vibe or idea i would say something like i don't know what waka he's on but i'm not on it with him it's a nice way just throw it in even if the whole rest of the sentence is english still it yeah it's a it's about normalization um and 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 by just using in your day-to-day you make a big difference um even if you yourself are not maori living on indigenous land it's a great opportunity for you to do so anyway as uh, Evie said, this is Tiwiki Aotearoa Māori. It's Tuesday the 12th of 2023, just in case you forgot what year it was. Welcome to the tahi, or shall we say, no mai, hari mai. All right. Coming up on the show today, plenty of Tiwiki Aotearoa Māori celebrations, whether that be interviews. Uh, we got some korero later on um, regarding te reo. Uh What else have we... We got a few things. We got some stuff on social media later this week. Yep. We've got a playlist out. Yep. That's, that's available on our Spotify. You can also check the link out to that on our Instagram story at the moment. We got plenty going on. Uh, outside of Te Wikia Te Reo Māori content, um, we've got a few things on today. We've got a lot of sports news. We've got a lot of... Uh, who else do we... You you caught up with... Uh, Luca George. Yeah. yeah. Luca George is here later. A sweet little baby angel cherub. He's here to talk about his uh, debut EP, which, again, this is another time where I thought someone had more EPs. Because I like, recognize he's been around for so long. Yeah, I and feel. he's doing great. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, he's like killing it. And then it was like, debut EP. And I was like, I swear he had an EP. And I did it again. Like, you know how when we had Foley and I was like, debut album? Mm. What are you talking about? I did it again. But it's just, I seem to... Um, I seem to get that wrong a lot. <laughs> what my deal is. <laughs> uh, uh, well, make sure you stick around for all of that and more today on the Tahi. Kicking things off, this is our, consider this our in memoriam section. This is where we're going to take a moment to reflect on the weekend past, in particular, sports. Sports. Sports, Evie's favourite thing. Sports, 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 sports. We had a tough weekend yeah. as uh, supporters of everything New Zealand, all right? Kicking things off, the All Blacks, unfortunately, didn't take out the big W. Didn't look too good, right? But you know what? It happens in sports. You're not going to win them all. It's all right. We had the Warriors. They were taking on Penrith Panthers. Things were looking good, and ah, unfortunately not. The Pars, as as we say, uh, took out the W on that one. All right, that's fine. That's fine. We still have the UFC, right? 
Uh, up next, Carlos Ulberg takes out the W for New Zealand. And up, Israel Adesanya. Ah, not so lucky. It was a, it was, it was a, it was a tough weekend. There's been highs, there's been lows, there's been everything in between. I personally hate it when the All Blacks lose. I don't mm. even care about rugby, but it's like. This is what we're good at, guys. We're the most successful sports team in the history of the world. We need to be France. Anyone but France. Yeah. I don't want any French people to get barred up about it. Actually, whatever. I don't like it when France beat us at rugby. I don't like it. I it mean, makes it was me a, angry. It was a home game for them, essentially, and that's usually always in your favour. But, yeah, I, I don't mind when the All Blacks lose outside of the Rugby World Cup because that keeps things entertaining. Like, I mm. like it when the All Blacks lose because it's like, cool, keeps the game spicy. Like, are they going to win? Are they going to lose? But not in the World Cup. In the World Cup, I need you to just double down, bro. Dig your heels in and win. Honestly, like, if you need a G, no, like, no, Evie. Should we get no. Richie McCaw back on? Should we get Richie McCaw back on? Because I don't know Is what's it, I don't know what's going to help at this point. But I I just really wanted to beat France in France. It's all right. We still got some more games coming up. The All Blacks. Just you know, I think I think every team has their bad weeks, and unfortunately, it was a bad week for all New Zealand teams. Warriors, Penrith Panthers. That was a tough one, but not the end of the world. Warriors have another game coming up uh, this weekend. That's the important one. That's the one that's going to decide sort of the, the fate of the future for the Warriors this season. Uh, still got high hopes for them. They've been doing really well. Um, on Israel Adesanya, Strickland looked really good this week. Uh, it was it was just seemed like the perfect fighter to beat Izzy. I didn't think that Strickland would take it out, but like he just quite sincerely was... Uh, just had I couldn't I couldn't explain it. He just looked really good. He just he unfortunately for Israel, he was the better fighter on the night. Um, Izzy took it like a champ, and uh, hopefully we see him come back. I, I have I'm worried it might be as I don't know. There was just something about him. His Me spirits seemed a little broken. And I, was I like, have a theory as to why that happened. Why? Well, it's because um his favorite anime Jujutsu Kaisen isn't on the last few weeks. We... It, it took a break, and I think that he gets a lot of his fighting inspo from. Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, um, maybe, and he really likes that show, and it's like not on, so maybe he like wasn't in a good vibe. Because like I relate to that, I don't relate to UFC, but I get the anime stuff. Is he? I get it. Also, Venus is still in retrograde. Oh, retrograde, or, Gatorade, or it's Mercury. There's stuff going on with the raid up there, man. But we do have to highlight the winners of the weekend: Carlos Uberg uh, finding out a city kickboxing. Uh, he won his fight in the first round. In fact, all the Samoans did. It was really great to see. Big shout out to Carlos Ulberg. Shout out, to, by the way, Game of Bros. If you like Carlos, check out Game of Bros. You're gonna love that. Um, and a big shout out to Erin. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. Routliff. Uh, one of the few New Zealanders in history to win a Grand Slam title for New Zealand in the U.S. Open. Hell yeah! Uh, she took that W away over the weekend. So guess who else was watching that? Who that game? Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buzzy. In the audience, all public, sitting with Laverne Cox. She's sitting in front of them. Oh, really? Yeah, it's real random. Then there's another shot of, like, the other side, and it's, like, Zach Braff. It's, like, all these random celebrities. I love it. I love it. Oh, Um, Yeah, but controversial couple. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't even know they were a couple. All right, and that's your uh, sports news. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Joining me now, uh, my sweet little baby cherub angel and... Friend I've run into many times on K-Road. It's Luca George. Woo! Woo! 
Wow, I'm here with Luca George here in the studio. We're so excited. Woo! Hello, how are you? I'm great. It's Good. really nice to see you um, not on K Road and in a uh, location because I'm like, why does every time I go out, I run into you? That is very true. No, I have had so many tragic nights on K Road, but it's super fun. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad you remember that we ran into you. Hey, no, definitely. <laughs> it's been multiple times. I actually think you told me about this before I even started. You were like, we've got a project coming up. I'd love you to be on it. I was like, literally, sign me up. So. Hi, I'm here. here. It's been a while. It's been a while. The fans have been requesting. Yeah. But the brand new EP's out. Yes. Um, You'll Never Know Me Sober. Yep. Um, I want to talk about Godless first, because that's a song about people that are there for you and then don't show up, but you're, like, singing about your funeral. Yeah. Girl, what happened to you? Okay. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So the whole concept, I was in London at the time. I don't know. I was actually in Australia, and I was in my hotel, and... I was in the shower. That's where all the, be- the the best ideas come through. I had this idea about like how I die in a car crash and I wake up and I'm hovering over my own funeral. And the whole concept is like watching over your own funeral and seeing who came and who doesn't. Um, and this one specific person that I um, like love dearly. It was just it was just a concept. It basically, wasn't there. And the thought of that like made me so upset and I ended up writing like three or four songs about it and then the day that we wrote Godless I was like this is the one like this is the one and yeah kind of love it you obviously put some thought into your funeral then I did what yeah. are you wearing what songs are playing uh full head to toe Versace I want like l- like a massive like 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 massive shoulder I reckon like black tuxedo Donatella's vibes. on the invite list. Oh, of course, of she'll course. She'll come down. Yeah, she'll come. I yeah, I, I want to. I want her to give a speech. Yeah, I want her to give a speech. We'll get her on yeah, the she line. better. I'll send her a quick email. Yeah, after sweet. This thanks. And see if we can get her on. <laughs> so with the with the EP, it's your debut EP, mm-hmm. and I had this situation a couple of weeks ago where I was like debut yeah i was like no you've got heaps of songs choice but no but it's like your first ep yeah how does that feel it feels good like if it, it, it's really really awesome to do like an actual project um as as you'll be able to hear um the whole project kind of just has like a similar theme it's got like a similar sound we made sure that the same mixing engineer mastering engineer everything was on it so it's pr- it's all like really fluid but every song like hold something special about it. So I'm, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this project. I was going to say, I do feel like it all fit together really yeah. nicely. Like it's all sort of one journey, yeah. which I really liked. I thought that was really thoughtful. Yeah, thanks. Give you that little compliment there. Yeah, no, do you have a favourite song on the EP? Um, I love all of them so much. Uh, Choose a favourite child, go. I think, oh, they all, they all hold something really, really special. But I do, I think maybe the reason why I like this song is because I haven't heard it as much and... It's not out yet, but I think my favourite one is Suit of Blue. Mm. Um, I do have, like, a lot of blue things. Like, I've got, like... I've just had a song called Blue Again come out. Um, I do love blue. I'm always wearing a lot of blue. But, yeah, the song Suit of Blue, the whole term Suit of Blue is kind of a metaphor for wearing the pain and hardship that someone's given you over a life, kind of. Yeah, so it's, like, about, like, my parents and... um, them getting a divorce and like quite young and yeah I've like I've been writing a lot about it and because I feel like I didn't really feel um upset and hurt by it at the time because I was really young I was like 13 and then it's like hitting me now that's the same for me it's so odd it's actually I was young too when my parents broke up yeah. and at the time I was like man we get a second house yeah and I exactly. really didn't 
think about it at all yeah and like it didn't really upset me and then when I was like yeah hitting like 21 yeah exactly 22 I was like I'm actually really sad about yeah, that like, I know. It's, it was it's really weird eh? yeah I find it's like affecting like my love life now because it's like I I resent love I hate mm. seeing love if I see like a happy like especially like not homophobia but like when, w- w- not to be like homophobic no okay um <laughs> but when I see like a happy gay couple I'm like why isn't that me? Yeah, like, I've been I get, those I, yeah, I get really upset about it, because um, I haven't even ever been close to anything. Like I've never even like had a drop of like love. So yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I'll it's give fine. You a million drops of love. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm really, I, I'm really, really excited for the song because I feel like I don't know whether like the song is relatable to anyone because it's like it's just feeling kind of pain and like wearing that for the rest of your life in, su- in some sort of way. Yeah, Yeah. now that's sort of what I got for it, from it when I listened yeah. to it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I sort of, it made me think of that thing where like someone has hurt you or something has happened to yeah. you and then you have like trauma now. Yeah. And I'm like mad at you because you made me crazy. Like you gave me this and now I have to be like this. Exactly. I didn't even do anything. Yeah. Yeah, very bad. Like, yeah. I was just chilling. I did yeah. everything right. <laughs> I feel like this EP is really showing off actually just like how incredible of a singer you are thank you like it's definitely been present before i'm not saying like oh in your previous no, no, song I, sound yeah, like i can't sing at all yeah not yeah. like that but this ep like oh my god incredible thank you seriously thank I you was like, <gasps> the talent of it all thanks i always get really interested to ask people like because i can't sing mm-hmm. or make music at all i'm, I'm simply an observer yeah fan yeah. from the outside yeah. fan of the craft mm-hmm. when did you kind of have that moment with tall poppy syndrome and everything that we have mm-hmm. in New Zealand telling you not to try, mm. what made you kind of go like, I'm actually really good at singing and I'm actually like taking music seriously now? My entire life has been leading up to this moment. Like, I don't know. And like, I have, n- I'm nowhere near where I want to be um, in my career. I want like hundreds and hundreds of millions of streams. I want to be the biggest artist to ever come out of this country. Oh yeah. And, and I think I will. Like, um, but it's kind of just a matter of working my ass off. I don't know when it kind of happened. I think so. I've just released a music video for Suit of Blue, um, and you'll see in the video there's like so many clips of me on stages dancing. How old was I? I was probably like seven while I was living in Italy, and I yeah, and like you can see it. Like I don't know. I feel like I've always just like been this little star that's like ready to shine, and it's just like. It's kind of just like unfolding now, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm that really, really excited. That feeling that you're meant for something bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, yeah I'm. So I'm excited. not saying I relate to that or anything, mm-hmm. but like, ain't no, it's me. it's true. But it's, it's so like good. it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a genuine feeling. It's speaking of aiming high, mm-hmm. who would be in the entire world out of all the people, everyone, mm-hmm. your dream collaboration? Billie Eilish. Oh my god, huge. Yeah. So I was I was just asked that at like this this like big meeting overseas, and I was like, Billy, or like, yeah, I want to like collab with Billy or like I love Rosalia should be amazing like that would be so cool or get the choreo going oh my god I like I could like speak Italiano I'd be I'd I'd pop my pussy (laughs) (laughs) um who else I don't know maybe like producer wise oh my god I, I, I don't know I feel like those two, probably. Yeah. That'd be huge. I'm yeah. gonna keep my fingers crossed mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, another question: mm-hmm. How many indoor plants do you have now? I've since got... the last time we checked in on your indoor okay. plant situation, like maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. we filmed a great little video. Yeah, yeah. Of Luca with his many, many plants. Um, how many more have there been? I've got actually the least I've ever had right now. <gasps> probably have like sixty. 
Um, yeah, it's like really sad. <laughs> like I, I feel like I don't have much, but it's also I'm like travel. I'm like going to London in two weeks, so. Um, Such a jet setter these yeah, days. Yeah, I know. I'm, no, it, I, I'm having so much fun, but it's also yeah, it is keeping a little bit less time for my plants. But like, I'll probably just do a massive water before I go, and then they should be Hope good. For the best. Yeah. Hope for the best. Um, yeah. Are you gonna be one of those people that goes to London for like three weeks and comes back with an accent? Wait, what are you talking about now? I no. don't think so. I've, I I've don't... actually in London for two weeks. No, literally. I'm going to be like 15 days and I'm... <laughs> no. Get a pint. No, I literally don't get that when people are like, they come back to New Zealand and it's like, hello. <laughs> I honestly don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. It's really more. embarrassing. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that about wraps us up. Uh, running out of time here. Yeah. What it is? You got any questions for me before we go? Um. Oh. Okay. Who was your favorite artist that you've interviewed? Besides me, obviously. Um. That during this project. Oh my gosh! I couldn't be possibly be biased. I couldn't. I no, couldn't, you couldn't. I couldn't possibly is possibly your, say. Is there a butt coming? Who it was, but <laughs> yeah. I did have a particularly really good time with mm-hmm. Cassie Henderson. Sick. She just cracked me up. Hell I yeah. really like but I like I love every single person I interview. I think that they're amazing. Obviously you're my favourite one I've ever done. Stop. You know, oh. stop. No, not No, me. seriously, Claro, stop. I'm over it. I'm over it actually. <laughs> Um, tell us when, like, where to get the EP. Where's the best place to listen to it? Yep. Where's the gigs? What's what's the go? Oh, okay. Okay, um, the EP is now out. Um, it's called "You'll Never Know Me Sober." It is available on Spotify, Apple Music, um, all streaming platforms all around the world. Um, you can find me at Luca George Music on Instagram, TikTok, um, literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I've got. I've definitely actually got shows coming up. Um, I've never done my own headline show, and we actually are working on it at the moment. Oh, so that's so exciting! Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, you better be there. Oh my god, what a great feeling though! Yeah, headline. Yeah, Ooh, I'm really. Or like, I, we haven't decided if it's a headline or a co-headline, so we will do we, see. Do we, do we, okay, do fine, it. Fine. Get your moment. Fine. Get your moment. Fine. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Little legend, that guy. Little legend. Also, beautiful skin and really great eyelashes. I just want to shout out. <laughs> like, genuinely, he's, like, glowing, and his eyelashes are, like, five times longer than mine. And I was like, do you get them done? He's like, no, they're natural. I'm Italian. I was like, yeah, good for you, girl. Good for you. Not to alarm anyone, and I know it's an early call, but uh, Christmas is ruined. Um, mm. It's ruined. Christmas is going to suck this year because Edmunds... Famous, famous brand with their famous frozen pastry, they've discontinued the Edmund frozen pastry. I mean, no one talked to me. No one talked to me. What am I making for Christmas now? What are my family eating for Christmas? Do you think about that, Edmunds? But they've got rid of it because apparently it's just not commercially viable. They're not making any money off of it. And I'm like, how are you not making money off of it? We all be buying it. Do you mean that, like, the thing that bothers me the most about that story is now what was once an easy dish, right? A quiche, a bacon and egg pie, mm. you know, Sunday dinners. Now that's just, now that's become so much more difficult because I have to make my own dough. I don't think, I genuinely, like, I there are, I know that there's got to be other brands that do this. Yeah, there's other frozen brands, pastry. but, but like, like... Weird, because I feel like when I go to the frozen section, I only see Edmunds. Mm-hmm. Like, they own the monopoly mm-hmm. on frozen pastry. And now I just don't know how I'm going to make bacon and egg pies. Like... Do you know what? I know this is this is not me beefing on anyone or anything like that. Do you know the term "easy as pie"? It refers to the fact that pastry is supposed to be like super easy to make, 
Like, oh, it's just, like, mm. really easy. And, like, yeah, technically it is, right? But I'm busy. What time does it look like I have? Yeah. I want to buy it frozen, and it's yummy, and it always tastes really good, and now Christmas is ruined, and also, thanks, Edmunds, thanks. Also, if you've ever lived in, like, a really small house, there's no room to make dough. Yeah, you ever had an, Have you ever lived in an apartment, Edmunds? You know what it's like rolling out dough in an apartment? I've rolled dough on my wall one time because oh, I had genuinely there was no kitchen. There's no there was no. See, Edmonds, this is what you're doing to people. This is what you're you're pushing people into just pure desperation, and I'm so dis. I'm just disappointed. One thing I find right? hilarious about New Zealand in general and our general vibes is we do get very worked up about like foods like when the new chocolate milk came out that time and there were like lines around the block and they had to like limit it it's like now they've tried to take one away and everyone's just as upset i like we've let i feel like us as a population have let things slide too much the corporations are stealing our favorites they're taking the things that mean so much to us are gone airwaves They're gone. Airwaves. They've been gone for a while. Big chip, right? big pastry. Yeah. They're all out to we get us. We need to make a start. If my groceries are going to be $400 a week, I should at least be able to get my favorite treats. I reckon we let's just take stock up streets. on it and, and get real drop shipping. I was going to say, let's protest. Let's <laughs> protest. Parliament. Let's occupy. Queen occupy Street. Edmonds, bro. Right. So, today on the show, we're very lucky to have a guest who's been on here before. Ella, kia ora, Ella. Kia ora, kia ora. I'm um, really happy to be here. Yeah, well, so you've been here before, as I mentioned, but for those who may have not, you know, mm. this might be their first time hearing you on the show, call like where. Ooh. Um, <laughs> he no Napuhi, uh, Te Mahurihuri and Te Arua. Um, e noho ana um, i te Tama Kimakoto, um, ko Alice Stewart toku ingoa. Um, I'm Hokianga proud. As am I. We all are though. All yeah. us from up, up north in Ngapuhi, we're very proud of where we come from. It's the vibe. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Something we both have in common right now is we're both on our te reo journey as a mini Māori and non-Māori. Um, and we're both, like, pr- actually, we're, like, studying the same thing right now. Mm, so we're, like, aye. on a very similar journey at this mm. point in time. But for you, when what, did it all kind of kick off your, like, mm. getting into your real journey? Yeah, so I didn't grow up with te reo Māori, like, many, many Māori. Mm. Um, I went to mainstream school. Um, and my whānau at home didn't speak... Te reo Māori. Um, my dad is from England. He's from Liverpool, actually, and um, my mum is Māori, and she didn't. She doesn't know it. She didn't learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't speak it in school. But I will say that I was obsessed with it, like because I. This is really nerdy, but um, I bought a Te Reo Māori dictionary from Paper Plus, yes. at the like local mall. I grew up in Birkenhead, um, and I was obsessed with like looking at the kupu Māori, mm-hmm. and I did kapaka in primary school and I made a goal when I was like 10 I was like I'm gonna be fluent in te reo Māori because I watched um that tv show I'm not sure if you ever watched it kaitangata twitch how come I've heard of it was it on Māori television or was I think it on so like, I oh, think okay. so but it, but it wasn't like completely in te reo Māori it was like yeah. flipped between and I really loved it I resonated with the um kōtero in it and I made that goal and then I just completely forgot about it yeah. Like, I got to high school, and I went to um, a religious high school. Um, I'm not religious myself, but it was a really, really good school. My mm-hmm. parents thought it would be a really good school for me. And I took Te Reo Māori at school, but then 
it clashed with dance. Okay. And at the time, I just thought, you know, like, that's not the priority. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's clashing. I'm going to do dance. That's, yeah. like, way more fun. Yeah. And I really regret it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of my upbringing with Te Reo Māori. Um, and then in university, I got much more into it um, in that I always had, like, a yearning for it. Yeah. Um, and then, basically, I started my Te Reo Māori journey Really, I would say at the beginning of this year. Yeah, um, awesome. And I just decided with my um, mahi here at RNZ, um, I'm the Tiao Māori reporter for our in-depth team, which is like long-form um, in-depth journalism in Tiao Māori. And in more in- more and more interviews, people speak Te Reo Māori to you because yeah. um, I'm interviewing Māori, and I just was like, I have to do it. Yeah. So I just started the WA this year um, doing the same level uh three and four and i've just been loving it yeah that's yeah. awesome oh it's so good eh? yeah, yeah. so um, how about you though in terms of where it started yeah um do you know what I, it's really hard for me to pinpoint a starting like a starting point because mm. i went to, into kohanga reo yeah. when i was like a baby so i guess it started there so i was very lucky to go to kohanga and then kura kaupapa and then i shifted into mainstream as well i shifted wow. into mainstream high school and honestly that's where um i would say that I won't. I don't want to say the journey ended, but it had a bit of a pause because that's a good yeah. Because I was in this totally different environment. I wasn't mm. hearing Te Reo every day. I wasn't around it. Mm. Um, I didn't learn how to read or write English till I was thirteen. I know. Wow. So um, it was a totally new environment, and then um, I also didn't have. This is like my key thing for people who are learning Te Reo. We have so many cool resources out there to go and learn Te Reo, like what oh. we're doing at the moment with mm. Te Wananga. Um, but it's so important to have it in the home to make sure that you've got somewhere to yeah. maintain that once you're outside of the classroom mm. because that's what happened to me. I went to Kura and then I went to mainstream school. No, no, when I went home, I didn't, my whanau didn't know Te Reo, so I didn't have anyone I was practicing with. Mm. Um, and then I forgot a lot of it. And so um, it only really kind of like the journey really kicked off again mm. was probably this year as well when mm. I went and signed up for um, Te Wananga Aotearoa and yeah I've actually learned a totally new way of speaking Te Reo as well like from Ooh. my my past experience it was like um, I don't want to say simple but it was just like I would say something in Māori like I am proud like that Aye. and then now this new place they get us to use metaphors um, mm. kubu whakariti like similes and so now instead of saying like I'm proud you can say in English, the translations never sound as good, but it would be like, <sighs> my chest is like a kereru bird, which their poho. chest are like, What's yeah, that? Poho. Poho kereru. Poho yeah kereru. their chest are up high, which, you know, kind of represents being proud. So mm. it's just like a more poetic way of speaking. I And that's actually how our, our um, tipuna learnt. Exactly. So this is the thing I always think about, like, um, you you can learn te reo Māori at the wā, the wānanga o Aotearoa, um, or the wā, I think most of us commonly yeah, refer yeah. it to, way. Eh? Um, <laughs> But those native speakers that learnt it when they were kids, it's their like native tongue, it sounds different. Mm. And you can learn all those sentence structures like Kate Haireo, Kite Kura, I'm gonna go to the, the I'm going to the school. Um, but they didn't speak exactly like that, no. right? Like back in the Raz, which is a phrase that <laughs> yeah, we back use. In the back in the Raz, <laughs> yeah, back in the olden days for anyone who doesn't know, um, being like I think of back in the Raz like as in like Back before colonization. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. back in the Raz, our tupuna and, or tipuna spoke in a really different way. And so yeah. 
I think where te reo Māori and your and your speaking changes is when you're learning those those yeah. similes, those kiwaha, um, and and so when you go to the marae, I'll sit there, and I won't always know what the kaikōrero oh. is saying, even though I'm learning all these structures. Feels, feels. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can like pick up some of the kupu. But because they're speaking in these metaphors, you're like, oh my gosh, what are they yeah. saying? You know, like. Yeah. But once you get to the stage, once you are learning those similes, I think it's a whole different world. But I wouldn't say yeah. I'm there yet. No. Oh yeah. You know? Well, honestly, it's um, like, it's so amazing. And like the thing you said about listening to a fire corridor at the marae, I was that person, and I still am most of the time. Mm-hmm. Where when someone's doing a fire corridor, and everyone like starts laughing because they've said a joke, but like I didn't get it because I I didn't understand oh, what you yeah. said so I just start laughing with everyone else like oh, I, hi, yeah yeah absolutely that's <laughs> such a classic like I always do that I do that all the time yeah now. yeah I'm like oh all the old like kui and matua are like laughing okay like I'll yeah, laugh yeah. like yeah absolutely <laughs> but I'll say one of the rewarding things now is I am starting to pick up a little bit on that mm, on those little jokes and subtle I... things like that what would you say in your own journey has been mm. one of the most rewarding things so far Ooh, I feel like it's passing the knowledge on mm. and that sounds really deep um and I'm not at a at a stage where I am fluent at all and would call myself an expert I am really at the beginning of it even though we're in you know like if you're not studying at the WA and you look at these courses people are like oh wow you're so good you're like intermediate mm. and you're like no I'm just at the beginning because yeah. you keep learning forever yeah but going home to my partner and then being like Oh my gosh! I just learned this new sentence structure. Kataya e o te um haro te rihi te haroi. Like, can you wash the dishes? Yes, that sentence has always confused me because Ooh. you know how like in te reo everything's a bit Aye. it's more backwards. So yes. it sounds like if you were translating that sentence word yeah. for word, it sounds like you're saying like the dishes are washing me, but it's it's not no. saying that. Yeah, no. it's saying I'm washing the dishes. I, a good way to think about that. Sorry, and then I'll get back to it. But um, a good way to think about that is like. You see the maunga before you climb it. Okay. Tip. So like, kataia e o te maunga te piki. Can you climb the maunga? Yeah, yeah. But you see the maunga before you climb it. Okay, thank you. I hope that helps. You see the maunga but, before um, you climb it. Yeah, getting back to the like most special moments is coming home to my partner and being like, I learned this new sentence structure, I'm so excited. Or talking to my whanau, who are not you know, learning. Yeah. Um, and just feeling so passionate about it and being like, guys, I learned this new waiata. Yeah. I learned this new karakia. Um, so disseminating the information, but also like understanding things more, like hearing sentences and actually knowing them and actually knowing what they're saying. Like, I now watch um, Te Reo Māori version of Moana. Oh, cool. And I really, re- I've watched it like three times now. And seeing how they translate it. Like, the heart of Tefiti in Moana, for people who don't know Moana, I love Moana, the um, kupu Māori for heart is nāko, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so instead of nāko, they'll have the modi, which is life force. Mm. And that's like, it's not a direct translation of te, the heart of Tefiti, but it's te modi or Tefiti, which makes more sense in a Māori setting. Yeah, yeah. So, like, seeing how different places, tran- dif- uh, how, how people translate is really special and you also feel your worldview change. Mm. And I feel like you'll know this as well, in that you're immersed and surrounded by te reo Māori and it's really special. And you notice yourself changing for the better. Mm-hmm. And I know that at the end of this journey, which I don't think your te reo Māori journey is ever ending. No, I agree. But when you finish studying, which is many years away from now, 
you're going to be a different person. And there's something kind of exciting about it. Yeah. And also for Nohomarai. Oh, I love Nohomarai. Oh, I just had one. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Like, for people who don't know Nohomarai, Marai stay. But it's like, you arrive on Friday night at the Marai. You have a porphyry. You, like, get in. You stay the night with everyone, your whole class and other classes. Mm-hmm. And you're there for two days. And you're speaking to Reo Māori the whole time. And it's moments there that are just, like, I could cry thinking about it. Like, it's yeah. just, it is, you know, like, he tangi takunako, Like, my my heart cries in the most beautiful way with, yeah. with aroha and love because I love being around te reo Māori and I love my language mm. and I just think it is so special and everyone is there for a common goal and it's so fulfilling. And I also think about my tipuna and how I'm making them so proud because mm. we're reclaiming this... Our, our language which has been lost and it's just so special so yeah, yeah that's, my oh, that's really beautiful spiel. and you're so right about noho you're in an environment where everyone actually is being very vulnerable we're in this position mm. where Ai, we're learning a language that we have so much um as maori we have so much hurt and mama attached to mm. um but yeah and by the end of it you realize like oh my gosh my my reo is actually flowing like by mm. the end of the week and you're like it's actually flowing pretty well mm. um that's where we usually go and learn New waiata as well, which I want to definitely ask you about. What is like your favorite waiata that you mm. that you have learned so far? Okay, so my go-to waiata is Taiaroha, um, which is How like, um, okay, okay, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no one's allowed to laugh, but it's like Kotearoha. Oh, I know it already. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. you know it. <laughs> okay, I actually thought there was a Tainui song because at the end it's like. You it say is a tainui. Ta- no, it's not. Oh. Kao. Apparently, it's not a Tainui song. They just added that Tainui. Aye, bit Tainui end. means like. Sub- okay, I really wish I knew all the meaning for these kupu, but like the waters. So apparently, it's about that. But I love Taioraha. Yeah. But I also love if we're going to get into like hearty, um, like Te Reo Māori proud learning waiata, is like Tokureo Tokohoho. I was going to say that's my favourite one. Yes. It's so good because and it's such a vibe. Yeah. Also, it's so full of similes. Like. That whole waiata, like, Etifano, go and look at the kupu online, Tokureo Toku Ohoho. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Like, one of the kupu is, like, we don't want to... One of the sentences, sorry, is, like, we don't want to lose the language like we lost the moa. I know. See, here oh. we go, referring back to Manu again, because Aye. our language was really created from the whenua, from the land, um, which actually brings me into wanting to talk about these... Poka Poka, these new books mm. that you and I have had a wee chat about. So good. By Horner Black. So the first one was Heeti Te Kupu, which is what you've got. Aye. Mm. And then the most recent one is Te Reo Kape Kape, which I've got. It's like a bit similar, but it's more like cheeky, humorous vibes. Aye. Big, like, um, Māori humour vibes. Yes. And and especially in the first book, there's heaps of references to birds um, using them as ways to, like, describe someone or describe a feeling. Um and we will actually be getting a post out this week Ooh. with some of the phrases, which is really exciting. But how, like, how have you found this book like helpful oh. with, in your own deal mm, journey? Mm. Um, and we spoke a little bit about like kiwaha, uh, like phrase kiwaha. Sorry, I feel like I haven't described what kiwaha are. Like phrases, idioms, that, yeah. idioms, colloquialism. Mm. <laughs> I can't even say the Te Reo Pākehā <laughs> word for that. Um, like phrases that really encapsulate. Te Reo Māori mm. and Etifano, I have to say, I've been really, really jealous of Wainarirangi <laughs> um, in the last two weeks. Also, my colleague Pōkiri, um, shout out to Pōkiri, um, he's our Māori reporter in Pōneke, um, he also have, has this puka puka, yeah. and um, I don't. But those books, 
Bloody beautiful. Yeah. Love them. Um, Lastly, before we finish Mm. up, do you have any advice you'd give to someone who's on their real journey at the moment? Aye. Um, Okay. Listen, listen, listen. Um, In class, like listen to the komatua in your class. If you're lucky enough to have um, komatua who have knowledge of mātauranga, of te ao Māori, like, you know, they don't necessarily have the reo, but they have... um, you know, lived experience, listen to them. Kōrirotea, mm. uh, speak the language whenever you can. Mm. Watch for kata Māori, listen to Watia news. Um, use it wherever you can, like start implementing it in small ways, like say um, to your partner, like, oh, pass me my, my who, my shoes. Yeah. Like, uh, just start using kupu yeah. Māori, and then all of a sudden, you you don't use kupu um, Pākehā anymore. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so immerse you? yourself. Oh, mine's pretty much the same. Mm. Immerse yourself in it Aye. and use it, um, especially for tiwiki o te reo Māori, which Aye. is right now. But thank you so much for coming and have a, having a kōrero. I really appreciate it. It was so beautiful, mm. um, and I'm excited for us. But, yeah, thank same. you. Same. We've got a long way to go, you know, mm. but I think it's a really special journey. Kia ora. Kia ora. Namahi for having me. Over the last couple of months, we've had a ton of the Miss Samoa pageants all around Australia and New Zealand. Um, but over the weekend, uh, the Tuila Festival in Samoa uh, was going off. It was in full swing and Miss Samoa was crowned. And that went to the illustrious Moi Moana Shwenki. Pati pati. Pati pati. Uh, she is a phenomenal woman, a uh, young woman who has done some incredible stuff with uh, her advocacy for Pacific uh, climate change, um, not advocating for, but against. Um, <laughs> um, she's done some incredible stuff she's been to I'm pretty sure she's been to like United Nations um, conferences and stuff like that around the world she's she is a really um, inspirational young woman and I believe just the perfect person for Miss Samoa and her uh, her work on the night like in the pageant there was one point where she had this like um she had this like tapa on over her dress and she was doing a siva and then she tore it off, pulled out the nifoti, which is like a big cane knife, and got into a fire dance. Like it was crazy. I watched it a was clip the coolest... on, on TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, whoa! It was, it was the so coolest cool. thing I've ever seen. Like probably one of my favorite Miss Samoa like pageants ever. Um her mother also is a former Miss Samoa, so it's a beautiful sort of um uh circle for them so congratulations again to Miss Samoa New South Wales and Samoa Moi Moana Shwenki I have a question yes so Aotearoa didn't 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 win no 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 so so like you'll have your you'll have your Miss Samoa for like New South Wales Queensland New Zealand and stuff and then they all come together to compete for like Miss Samoa Samoa. Oh, right, right. So right, it's like right. uh, you still have those other wahine in those positions, but um, the big Miss Samoa, who will be sort of the face of tourism in Samoa for the next year, will be Moi Moana Shwenki. So, yeah, they all, they're all they all still Miss Samoa. It's just that there's this, like... There's Miss Samoa there's a, New Zealand. And then there's... And Miss Samoa Queensland. Uh, yeah. yeah right, I, I get it. confused because, like, one of my aunties was Miss Samoa for... Um, Miss Universe and one of my aunties was Miss Samuel for Miss World. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, pages, yeah, so it's, it's those little differences, but they were both Miss Samuel Samuel. I think this is, I don't know. This is like talking like the eighties here. No, so it was, it was awesome. Ago. The performance was like it yeah. was lit. I, I really want to start my own pageant 
Um, and it's going to be like Miss Plus Size Lower Heart because it's like, I want to win it. <laughs> hey, there's, there's other pageants where you just start it yourself and let all your children win. It's okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Evie pageant. And you have to be called Evie to apply. Even, actually, I wouldn't win that. I wouldn't win that. I just, the first, yeah, no, I wouldn't win that. There's a lot of hot Evies out there. Real cool people as well. Whoopsie. Congrats. Woo! (laughs) Getting into new music. It's Tuesday. As always, Monday, our featured artist posts with our favourite local and global tracks that have been added to the Tahi list, available on Spotify or streaming 24-7 on the website. This week, our featured artist, Yaya, for her work with Mohi, I Like You, her latest single. It's out now. It's available on our stream, and it is great. Uh, in local, we also got the phenomenal Ray, Georgia Lines, Eddie, Luca George, and what do we have on Global, Evie? Got a lot on Global. Uh, one of my favourite artist names, Alison Wonderland, with member Fight or Flight. I just love that name. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just gangster. like it's a great name. Like pop off queen, <laughs> and then uh, new Hooligan Hefts, another him. great name. Mm. Um, but heaps of new songs on there for you to enjoy. They're all on the Tahi stream on Tahi.fm stream. Special mention, sorry, of Montel 2099. Uh, New Zealand artist who did the production on RL Grime and Mline's song, Borderline. Um, it's in global, but Montel is local. So very special shout-out to Montel. Phenomenal artist. But Was he the guy who gave out his number once on Instagram and then everyone started texting him? No, I don't know, really. Uh, that, yeah, that it was in lockdown. Like a... It was a DMB guy of some description. It might have been him or someone else famous, but it was crack up, whatever that means. <laughs> If anyone knows who that guy was, hit us up. That was funny. But like Evie was saying, all of that has been added to the Tahi list on Spotify or streaming now 24-7 on our website, tahi.fm. Check it out. Woo! There's a new program. Program? Program. Program. Start again. Production note! (laughs) There's a new program on uh, Netflix. The Netflix. Um... It's you know those interactive ones they have. You might remember the Bear Grylls Band, one. There was the Bandersnatch. Yeah, was like it? the the Black, Black Mirror, Mirror one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, basically, yeah. it's like it's a little show. It's a little movie, but you get to like choose what happens. Like those choose your own adventure Goosebumps books. And there's a new one on Netflix. I got extremely excited about. It's a rom com, and it's called Choose Love. And you get to like make decisions for the main character. Mm. Um, and you know, when you're watching a rom com, you're like, no, like, don't break up with him, like, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. This, I suppose, you'll be able to avoid that. Oh, in this new thing. I see. I got really excited to play this little game, little rom com game movie, interactive movie. Hmm. And um, it was hilarious. And I'd like to share my experience with the game with you. Let's hear it. So Choose Love is filmed in New Zealand. So first thing to note is that most of the scenes are just at some random flat in Greyland, <laughs> which is so funny. Like when you're watching it as a New Zealand, you're like, hey, they're in Ponsonby Road. Like, yeah, and yeah. she's like walking around Britomart and they're saying it's LA. It's great. Oh, um, wow. But she's basically choosing between three different men. One of the men is her long-term boyfriend, Paul, who's played by Scott Michael Foster from um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. The other guy is Avan Jogia from Victorious, the real hot dude. Beck. Uh, crazy really? hot. Really? Yeah, crazy hot dude. He's in it playing like a Harry Styles-ass character where he's doing like a, a weird British accent bit where he's like, you know, love, I love music. Like, it's not very good, but oh, like, well. it's fun. And then the other guy she's choosing you know, the other guy available to be chosen Mm. is her high school ex-boyfriend, the one who got away. He's an activist. He's a photographer. And he's played by Geordie Webber from Titanium. 
Titanium! New Zealand's best and premier boy band, Titanium. And I believe he was the one who broke them up, actually. Shout outs, shout outs. Um, But he's in it, again, he's he's looking good. (laughs) Like, you know, like all things aside, he's looking good. Mm. So I'm thinking off the bat, I'm like, well, I'm going to choose the guy from Titanium, obviously. Mm. But then the main character was wearing the ugliest watch I've ever seen in my life. Like, the ugliest freaking watch, like, in the world. It's this ugly steampunk-looking thing. Mm. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to punish her with the choices that I make for her for wearing this ugly, like, heinous, like, evil, dark-sided, ugly little watch. Shout-out to the design department. Everything else looked great. That watch was evil, though. So I start making really awful decisions, like... Um, super hot guy from Titanium is like, should we get lunch? And it's really flirty. And it's like, girl, you got a long term boyfriend. You should not be getting like a flirty lunch with your ex. But I'm like, yep, like let's go. <laughs> and then like I'm just making these awful decisions. And there's this amazing scene where she's given out her number to these dudes. She's gone on dates with these dudes whilst not mentioning her boyfriend at all because I told her not to. Um, and she calls her sister and it's like, am I a bad person? And her sister's like. You could never be a bad person. I'm like, this is not, this is not right. Um, mm. But I did go through and get all the endings with nice. all the different men. And um, spoil no spoilers <clears throat> for anyone because I don't want to ruin it. People haven't played the little movie yet, but definitely pick the Harry Styles, Avon Jogia, sexy man. Definitely pick that guy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, but I had the time of my life. And I recommend it to all who are into rom-coms, dating sims, anything like that. It's basically a Netflix, like, little movie version of your classic dating sim. But, like, not as good because there's no vampires. Ah. Yeah. But it was super fun. And how long does it take to play the whole thing? Really great question. I did lose track of time. I couldn't couldn't possibly answer that. More than an hour? Probably more than an hour. I did get really into it, as you can imagine. Mm. Um... And she, like, I just, like, she changes outfits. I'm back to the watch. I'm really sorry. But she changes outfits and she's still wearing the ugly ass watch in every scene of this dark sided little show. Evil watch. <laughs> tried to punish her for it and it didn't work. At one point, I tried to make her life worse and she got a raise. Really? Yeah. And she's an audio engineer in the show and she works at oh. Roundhead. <laughs> and there's a guy from Titanium. It's the best. Like, it's the best. Uh, but my final note on that, bring back Titanium. Bring back Titanium. I want to see Titanium Justice Crew co-headline Australia New Zealand tour, and then I want them to have a fight at the end and see who's strongest. Yeah. Thoughts? I like Titanium. Yeah. I miss Titanium. I like Justice Crew too. Buddy goes boom, boom, boom. Rio to Cali, London, Miami. Elections. 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 Uh, everyone's favorite piece of media. We love covering the elections. And uh, a very significant part of this election season has dawned upon us. Evie, tell us a bit more. The Vote Compass is out. It's out, baby. Vote Compass. So Vote Compass is a tool that appears every election um, on various different websites, actually. A few mm. different people do a different version of it. Um, I've had a go on all of them because they're out. The One News one is great. And basically what it is, is it's like a little quizzy and it asks you like little questions about like what you think about stuff like and you get to scale them like how much do I care or how much do I agree um, and you, then you rank all the leaders by likability. That was a fun part for me. I was like <laughs> zero like doing whatever I yeah, wanted. Yeah. Um, 
it's a great it kind of like compiles your little quizzy and tells you where you align with different parties mm. it doesn't necessarily tell you like who you should vote for mm. but it tells you like where you align it gives you nice graphs to like visualize where the different parties sit on different issues and i wouldn't do the vote compass and then just choose who you voted for based on that but it's a really good like jumping off point if you're completely confused mm. like if you're totally lost on who to vote for and it's been hard for you to keep up with everything like yeah same like every day there's like a new thing that's happened and, yeah and there's a new clip of jack tame like roasting someone on my tiktok yeah. shout out to jack tame bro yeah. great guy. guy's killing it um it's like I don't know how he still looks 25. I don't know how old he is, but yeah. he's been 25 for like... For as long as I can remember. Ever. Man's just forever 25. Good for him. He's like Kylie Jenner. Um, but the vote compass is just really good to get your head around stuff. I mm. did it. And I wasn't very surprised about what I got, but a little bit on some of them. Yeah, it's a good uh, tool. Tool is the key word. To just like, if, if you don't really know which party aligns most with you, it's a good way of finding out. Um, like Evie said, it doesn't mean you vote direct for that person, but it, it gives you a good jumping off point of being like, oh, okay, maybe I will look into this party's policy a little more because apparently it aligns mm. with my ideology and things that I care about. Also, if you're a person who uh, votes based on vibe, you're like, oh, these guys get my vibe and you don't really have that interest in like really specific policy. Mm. This is really good for that because we'll kind of give you the top three parties that maybe match your vibe that you can have a wee Google. Mm. Or, you know, you could just call your MP's office and they just answer and, like, talk to you. Really? You know, it's like a thing. It's like just, like, local politics. You can just call their office or, like, go to it and mm. be like, hi, like, I have a concern. My bin is never picked up on time. And they, like, listen to you and, like, essentially, like, allegedly do something about it. Mm. I don't know if people know that. You just call them. You should, um chuck in people you know's political opinions that you've heard at parties into the vote compass and find out who they're voting for. Well, you could just ask them if you don't want to. Do people... Some people don't like talking about who they're voting for, though. Oh, man, my friends, they walk in the room and they're like, who are you voting for? Mm. Why? And I'm like, ah! Like, leave me alone. Yeah. I'll decide on the day. No, I won't. Don't decide on the... Well, you can, but, like, you should probably think about it before then. Ideally, he's, right? He's the people I know just like, who's my church say to vote for this year? Oh, that's who we're voting for. I mean, some people even just vote who their parents are voting for. Yeah. Sometimes I just tell my flatmates who we're all voting for, and, and that's how we do it, because they don't care. So I'm like, well, this is what we're doing. Cool. This is what we're doing, guys. Yeah, I mean, however you do it, up to you. But definitely vote, though. Yep. Oh, uh, my God. Elections coming up. We'll keep you up to date with more election coverage as we continue on the campaign trail. Is that what it's called, the campaign trail? We're on our campaign we're on trail our to campaign bring back trail. the Edmonds frozen pastry who's got a policy about the pastry we'll keep you updated we'll keep you updated that is about all the time we have for today um joining us in the studio for our last few minutes of the show why Dungi? Mm, i'm a bit nervous because last time i did this yeah. i got stitched up and, and we went viral. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like just woke up Friday morning and it was like, oh, yeah, we're over 10,000 likes or like 100,000 views. And I gotta be honest with you, I know that's like the goal is to become like super successful on social media, yeah, yeah. but I was perceived by a lot of people. Yeah, and it that's made me true. like, how did you feel about going viral I for the first time? I feel like most of the comments were about you being funny though or they were just like laughing faces some of them were in salmon so i didn't understand someone um someone just called me a ringer <laughs> yeah i saw I that's said, so like, it was dark. so funny though because i was just like what? wait i was like wait we're still doing that like some guy was just like what do you say in ginger beard and i was like oh, oh no <laughs> i saw my favorite comment though was someone's 
whose name on like their account name was like far <laughs> q and then like because we mentioned that they're like yo with the question yeah, I yeah. Saw that, one. <laughs> that was my favorite comment like there's some great ones on there eh? like, my favorite negative i love negative comments that are just like silly because it's like oh I, I got paid to be here and you just left that comment for free mm. i just think <laughs> calling somebody a ginger is so funny last time it happened because it hasn't happened to me in years I was in Tauranga, and I was, like, in a car park near the mount, and someone just drove past and shouted, Ranga! This is only, like, two years ago. And I was standing there, and I was like... <laughs> okay. I was like, what is going on, man? I, I thought we grew up. Yeah, I don't know like, we were still doing it. Like, yeah. There was that phase where, you know, there was that famous video going around where that guy's like, Gingers have, have no souls. souls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was, like, the last I remember hearing about people. It was a like, tough time. Yeah. It was a tough time. What dude. about the, like, hug a ginger day thing? That that was, that was, like I feel like that was low-key Radio bullying. stations tried to make that a real big thing, but I didn't mind it because in high school and in university and radio school, I could go to Subway and they'd give you free cookies. Oh. oh. Yeah, so there was like some sort of... I don't know. I was like, is this reparations? Like, <laughs> ginger. <laughs> what is this? Oh. Like, yeah, so your second week at work and you were you went viral. Yeah, actually. So, Car put that on the CV, bud. I, I That's actually huge. Will. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'd put that. I'd put that on the CV if I was you. I can't. I probably won't because I essentially like. St- I, I am sorry for like swearing at no, you no. essentially in front of like a hundred and fifty thousand people. Fine. I'm easy. But, like I'm easy to trick. So like, if we need that content, you are I'm quite in. easy to trick. Yeah, like really no, sorry. no, uh, no disrespect, but. I am. I'm really worried now though that when either of us go out in public, somebody's gonna play the prank on us again. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like if somebody's seen the video, they're just gonna. That's fuck you, guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this boy's gonna go, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> That's the fuck you guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, hey, um, Tibiki Aotearea Māori celebrations mm. continuing on this week. Um, you've got a little something in store for Wednesday, right? Yeah, we'll have some awesome phrases coming out from a popular new book by Horner Black. So that will be coming out online. It's like a little bit cheeky, a little bit fun ways to say things in te reo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. 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 Or nice. how would you say it in te reo? Can you say kapai? Yeah. Um, kapai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kapai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kapai. Well, you can oh. say like rawe. Like, that's great. Rawe. Rawe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our Maori ambassador joining us in the today. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for tuning on into the show. Uh, we've got plenty going on. Make sure to follow us on social media. Stay up to date with more of our Tiwiki Aotearoa Māori celebrations, as well as to check out some of the highlights from the podcast. But until we see you Thursday, we say Muriora and Kakeets.